This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You mentioned there before about you've you've never had a, a the name to be you know manage one of the top teams. Is that something that wrangles with you a little bit? Like considering you've had yeah. more promotions than any other manager, you know, and then, you know what you've done in the game, the longevity you've had managing since 1980. Does it wrangle with you? Well, was there any chances? Probably, any probably does. Yeah, I turned Chelsea down. I turned Chelsea down when I was at Notts County at early 90s. Wow. Um, I'd done really well at Notts County. We took two from the bottom division. No, not the bottom division. From third division to second, second to the first. Then before the Premier League, and um, and, and we we'd gone up in two years. And the lads come to me and said, "Oh, please, you know, Gaffer, you know, if another manager comes in now, they won't know us and we'll get rid of us." And had a lot of psychological pressure on me. I went to see Ken Bates twice down in uh, in, in, in down um, in uh, forget beginning with a B Beaconsville. Mm. Where he lived, and and I and I thought Chelsea was a good thing for a young manager. Are you with me? That Kerry Dixon and mm-hmm. people yeah. like that playing then. Um, but the, the chairman came to see me, and you know, pleaded with me and all that lot. And in the end, I, I didn't go. Um, I remember even when I when I told them I wasn't going, they even offered me <laughs> Mick Jones, who was my assistant, and they said you can have Mick Jones's wages on top of what we've offered you. And I said, no, it's not about the money. You know, I wish you all the best and all that. And I stayed and, and I got the sack six months later. Oh, so so that, that really set me up in management, that, because you do, you're loyal mm. and you get stitched up. So when managers leave, I've got every sympathy for them now. I think do what you've got to do, you know, to mm. do what you've got to do to progress your career, because that's a great example. Have you never felt that loyalty at one club? Have you never felt that that balance was a bit more addressed? Um, I think every every club I've been, I mean, I'm often asked, uh, Chris, about which is my best promotion or which is my favourite. But they're into favourite, really. I mean, we were 50 to 1 to finish bottom at Scarborough when we won the league and stayed up and Barnett was throwing all the money around and big Stan Flashman with Barry. Barry still rings me up, Barry Fry. So, you know, we were... What, what, a, what a character. We were outsiders, what? you know. And it was funny when we were at Scarborough because obviously they were supposed to beat us. We went to PFA do, and Ian St. John were doing compare, and he was saying, nice to see you on the back, Mr. Uh, Barnet table, the next the next, next football league members. And we're in a table. Here's Scarborough, never got a mention. And he went, man, we thought, we show them. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we, we, we were like 50 to 1 outsiders. And to win that with part-timers, are you with me? I used to put 50 Ps in machine at where I lived at Toddick in Sheffield, and everybody used to come training. 
but we never let that affect us. Mm. And Barnett came to see us, their players, when they hadn't got a game. They came three times. And every time they come, we won. And the last time we played Sutton, Sutton down the slope. And they all come and they were all sat across. We were told just before the game, we didn't know they were coming. All Barnet lads are over there. So I said to our lot, right, when you go out, I want you to go across to them and clap them, wave to them, these Sutton lads. And uh, the old lads went out and clapped them and all that lot. And we, we won 2-0. And uh, that's where we more or less got. I don't know why they kept coming, because they kept bringing us luck, coming, coming to the game. But that was Scarborough. You know, and, and then, then I went, you know, like your, your Notts County was really special. Um, then I've only left clubs when I've fell out with chairman, really. Uh, you know, that's when I've I, left clubs. I just want to ask that. Obviously, you've, you've had managed a lot of clubs and they say in football, don't pick the club, pick the owner, pick the chairman. <clears throat> in your time through football, what's been your most best relationship with an owner and your most challenging because yeah. you've obviously had some clubs and we, we might not know the success that goes behind it, but... Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had quite a few of each. I mean, I was very lucky. I had Derek Dooley at Sheffield United mm. and he was, he's, he's not like a chairman. He was like a father to yeah. me. He was an unbelievable man. Lost his leg and with gangrene and all sorts, playing for Sheffield Wednesday and all that. Um, but he was, he was special for me. Um, but Mehmet Dalman at Cardiff, uh, he, he, even now he's, I, I still... I know he's not old enough to be my father, but, I, you know, I talked to him. Because I'd had a few offers on the table when I left Huddersfield as well. Um, I'd left, I had offers to go to Derby County and, and, and Forest and places like that. And I ended up going to Plymouth, of all places. Because when, when, I, when I finished at Notts County, I went to Torquay for 12 games and kept them up. I loved it. And non-league, everybody said, you can't go there because if they get relegated, it'll all be on your record. We loved it at Torquay. We stayed up at Carlisle and, you know, we were all, we all stopped off in Lancaster and had a Chinese restaurant and, oh, fantastic. They're the nights you remember. <laughs> so, 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 we, we, you know, that was, so that was like Torquay. And then I went to Plymouth, which was fabulous. He was probably one of the, he was a, the nice man, Dan Macaulay. But in the end, he, he couldn't, he, it was difficult for me in that. And in the end, he got rid of me after we got promotion. And what have you, and that was a disappointment because it's a fabulous club, Plymouth. I love that's why I still live down there. So I love going to watch him, and so that was that was difficult. But uh, he, um, Mehmet Delman, I'd, I'd got two or three offers, and uh, of course I told um, Sol Bamba and Junior Euler, mm. who I'd had a few times, don't sign for anybody. I'm going to get a club. I've got two or three clubs. To, this is like July. I've got two or three clubs asking me now. So it's just a matter of time. Anyhow, July, August, September, it weren't right. And then this Mehmet Delman rang me. I kept saying to them, they kept saying, Gaffer, we've got to pay it bills, you know. We've got to pay it bills sometime. I said, yeah, I know. wait for me. Don't wait, wait for me. Wait for me. So anyhow, Mehmet Delman rang me. I was in Scotland. And uh, he said to me, I don't want to interview you, Neil. I want you to have the job. So, will you come and see me? I said, yeah, of course I'll come and see you. So I flew down straight away and I saw him next day in a gentleman's club in London. And uh, he said, um, yeah, I want you to be, to be manager and all this, that and other. And I said, well, will you be hands-on? Because Vincent was in Malaysia and so it was difficult. And he said, yes. And, and I forged a relationship with him. And it was ever so funny because he said, I, they knew that uh, there were a couple of clubs after me then. And um, he said, um, he went off to speak to Vincent on the phone. And he come back and he said, Neil, um, um, Vincent would like you to sign something. 
I said, Mehmet, I said, here you go. And I shoved my hand down. I said, shake my hand. I said, I'm from Yorkshire. I said, I've shook a few chairmen's hands in the last few years, Mehmet, and it's cost me millions. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but shake my hand, and it's my word. <laughs> and he shook me, and he said, I know, but will you sign something? So Aline's <laughs> so on table. Aline's on table. I got a serviette. And I will manage Cardiff City and assign a serviette. Nice. I said, here you are, Mehmet. That's your, uh, that's your, you know, if you want to give it. And he went, and that's where we, even today, it, you know, I, I just think the world of him, really. He's a, he's a superman. And uh, it, to, to work for him, because you do, I know it sounds silly, you work for football clubs and you've got the fans, but a manager, who, who, who manages the manager? Who motivates the manager? Mm. It's amazing. You need somebody. Are you with me? Vincent was Who does funny. that? Who does that for you? Who, 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 who motivated you throughout your career? Did you have anyone that you'd go to? Or yeah, no, no. Like, now, I'll tell you who motivated me, Steve. Revenge. <laughs> what motivated me? I love if that. Somebody me. <laughs> so if somebody sacked me. If somebody sacked me, I wanted to go somewhere else and sh get yeah. success and say, that's what you missed out on. And would you tell That's them? what's motivated. When, when, when's that happened? You don't have to tell them, Chris. Yeah. When's that They happened? read the papers. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to say a word. Are you with me? You have to do it. Hey, you have to do it with, with results. You have to do it properly. You can't just yeah. talk a good game. You've got to do it. And even when I got a free as a player, I had three or four free transfers, you know. The first one broke me out at Chesterfield. I was 18 and McGuigan and, and my best mate rang me up on a Friday morning and said to me, I'm ever so sorry, Neil. I've just seen in Derbyshire Times that I'd been released. I didn't even know. He hadn't told me. So I said, oh, yeah, I know, I know. He said, have you read it? I said, oh, yeah, I haven't read it. I said, yeah. So I put the phone down, cried my eyes out. Cried my eyes out. I couldn't believe it. And that was a good lesson because I knew when I became a manager, I would tell my players, every one of them, if I were releasing them, if I were letting them go, if I weren't. No, I wouldn't want anybody to read about it in papers. Mm -hmm. It broke me out there. So I learned lessons from really everybody around, are you with me, around in, in, in what to do. And it doesn't matter... When I was a Sunday league manager, I, I, I got them all V-neck sweaters. I know it sounds silly, but they, they were unheard of then. We all got tracksuits, same tracksuits, and we played uh, in a Sunday league cup, and we played Stokes, it's over them, Stokes somewhere, and I ended up getting a bus. We got a sponsor. We took them in tracksuits there. We stopped overnight. Are you with me? So even at that level, I'd started planning, because I thought if a player feels good, they play better. Mm. I, I, I know it sounds silly, you yeah, know. yeah, no, without doubt, without doubt. Yeah, especially and, at that level, I think the yeah. little things matter so much when you see the, the the top players. You want what the top players have got, and you might not quite get it, but you know anything around that makes yeah. you makes you feel better and makes you play better. Can I can I just ask, obviously, how you feel about today's game? Um, you know, you kind of step back from it a little bit now. You've been in football your whole life. Mm. You know, what do you make of the of the game at the moment? Um, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm. I think it's a good time to be nearing the end of me career really um, because when I was at Cardiff we got promotion and we worked his socks off and near the end of the game we, the season we played Chelsea and I can never say his name the full but Ascabala oh, well done sir I never say it so so they call him Dave, Dave. He, he scores <laughs> he's, he scored an equaliser for Chelsea in the 89th minute or whatever it was two or three yards offside and I can see him now Ed Smart never forget his name didn't flag, and uh, and I, and I looked at him, and uh, 
so we didn't win the game. If we'd have won that game, we'd have stayed up. He would, I know we would have stayed up. And I remember going into his room after and saying to him, do you know, I wish you could come in my dressing room now and have a look at the devastation. And you should have been good enough to see that. And so I was a massive fan of VAR coming in. So VAR's come in. And now I don't envy it at all now mm. because all that celebration that you get mm. is tempered with, oh, unless we're going to be another minute to see if it's a goal or not. I, 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 I killed, it's killed it now. And for me, I'm so glad I'm not, I'm not that way now because I wanted VAR because of the injustice. Uh, Craig Porson refereeing, and, you know, twice against Chelsea. I, I, uh, you know, I got done twice. Uh, I can't remember any thousand I got fined with them. Like. But I remember John Terry at Palace. Um, I, I had a Craig, uh, Dan, Scott Dan. Scott Dan, yeah. He kicked somebody, Chris, uh, yellow card, right? John Terry, a worse tackle five minutes later, but John Terry puts his arm around Craig Porson. So I'm blind, never a booking. And in press, I said, well, you've only got to look at the, the tackle on John, that John Terry did. If that were one of my lads, I'd get booked. Something like 12 grand, fine. <laughs> you know when you get that you know, fine? Something like 12 when, grand, fine. Craig Paul, you know. But when do you get fear. that fine? Do you get that fine? How quickly do you know that you're getting fined or there's trouble? Like, I've, I don't think we've asked any manager that's been on this podcast, and maybe you're the best person to ask. How, how long after you make those comments? Because you must go away and then go, they're going to come for me. Yeah. When do they come for you? Well, let me tell you the best one, right? We're playing Bristol City, right? Bristol City. Was it Cardiff? I think it was Cardiff. So we're winning 1-0. 90 minutes gone. They put four minutes up, injury time. So we're 94, 95. We're into 96th minute. And they get a free kick. They take the free kick and we, the guy, he punches it out. It's a corner. 96 minutes. Mm. And he lets them take the corner. They take the corner. I think it was Big Flinty. Big, big centre half. Scores. They go wild. And when we kicked off, it blew. Mm. 97th minute, right? So I'm in my, I go in my dressing room. <laughs> and I've gone, I've gone daft. I've gone daft. <laughs> and I said to them all, now I've got to go on television now, lads. And I'm going to get... Effing fined. So when I get fined, you lot are going to pay for it, right? Mm. I said, I'm not going to pay for this because you've done it all and you're going to pay for it. So it goes on television. Well, what did you think, Neil, about the, you know, the, the, the 90? I said, well, I'll be honest with you. I was disappointed when they scored and I looked across and referee jumped up and thumped the air <laughs> like that. I thought he was out of order. I think did that, you say that, that? About 12 grand, yeah. <laughs> 12 I said, grand. I thought he was out of order when he jumped up and thumped the, uh, the referee. Oh. You know, so I've had a few. I've did had the a players few. pay for it? Yeah, the players bloody paid for that. Dead right, they did. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that happening before? That's the manager gets phenomenal. the fine, but it's on the players. Yeah, and yeah. it's pre-warned yeah. as well. Oh. Hey, just going back to Sol Bamba, by the way. You know when I said about Cardiff? So we, we played the first game, Bristol City, on the telly. So these two, him and, and, and uh, Junior Euler, I rings them up, we're going to Cardiff, lads, get down quickly, I'll see you tomorrow. I think it was Monday or Tuesday that week. We're playing Friday night, I think, against, on television against Bristol City. Because um, I saw it a couple of weeks ago, you know, when they replay games. So, and yeah, so we, uh, we get down, signs them both, both playing in the game. And uh, Sol Bamba scored the goal 
and uh, Junior Oil had made one of them and all. And we beat Bristol City the first game on that. And these two, two got, got paid for a bit. Anyhow, so, that, I mean, they were good, good pros. But, but dressing room, you need a good dressing room. Mm. And you need players, you know, like Peter, you know, like forwards. Forward need loving more than defenders. They're, they're a lot more insecure. You are, right? You know, because, <laughs> they, have to, because they have to create. Yeah, but they're a lot more insecure. So forwards need telling how good they are and all. And if, if you know, if your manager believes in you, forwards know. If they, they know about how the manager believes in me and they, will, they give more. I know it sounds silly, they shouldn't do, but they know because the reason they give more is they're relaxed. They know that the manager believes in them. That might be the same in midfield. I don't know, Steve, but I'm sure you played for managers mm. who, when you believe in them, you give that bit, you know, you yeah. seem to give that bit more. Yeah. And, you know. yeah. I think it's confidence as well. Like, I remember, you know, Harry coming in at Southampton when I was struggling. For, I couldn't even get in the team. And then he comes in, why are you not playing? You're going to start every game for me. You know, similar what, to, to what you did with Adele. Yeah. Um, I just felt like, you know, my height, basically, you know what I mean? And I went out there and scored 16 goals after Christmas and ended up at Liverpool. It was just, it was just that confidence that I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what... with, Jun with Junior Euler, I was went at QPR. When I went in there, he'd been bombed out. I'm sure you've seen it, where the players have been bombed out, yeah. training with kids. Yeah. So I, I, I tried to sign him once, so I shouted him over. I said, what are you doing, Junior? He said, I'm, I'm training with the... I've been told to train with the under-23s or under-18, mm -hmm. something like that. I said, well, you're playing Saturday. Maybe I just want to touch on um, Sheffield United, right? Two semi finals that year, you know, obviously going out the Arsenal game, yeah, you part that. of that, the, the, the Arsenal um, situation. We played ever so well against yeah, yeah, Arsenal. Well, they put it Seaman with the claw, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, fabulous save, fabulous yeah. save. And Arsenal's best player was Graham Paul. Mm. He, <laughs> he, was, he was their best midfield player, yeah. Graham Paul. He intercepted two great passes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he didn't do is, is get on the end of the cross and put it in. <laughs> <laughs> they said to me, what do you think about him? I say he's a legend in his own mind, a bit like Mike Dean and a few others. Yeah. But they, they are a bit legend in their own minds. Yeah. And uh, so it's, but my lads did ever so well against Arsenal. Wow, we played, we played really well. Could have won that game. Mm. And Liverpool, very similar as well. We were a bit unlucky at Liverpool. Once again, goalie comes out and balls it. We were through. Should have been sent off. Kirkland, I think it was then. Yeah. Should have gone. Should have been sent off. And Alan Wiley, no. Mm. You don't get decisions like that. It's like I said to you earlier about Craig Porson. We, I've got done twice against Chelsea. I won't want him against Chelsea again, uh, Craig. But you know, you. It, it's not. It's not that they are biased as such. It's just psychologically. When you've got forty, fifty thousand fans, they're lent on. You, you, you just—it's just psychological. If you if you meet referees, I mean, I'm surprised that they're gonna—they're letting them. You're gonna listen to what they're saying and micing up, because I think that would show people just how they are, and I think that's bad, bad for them, really. <laughs> if I'm honest, uh, so it's—I'm uh, not sure it's a good idea, me. Uh, Neil, there's a few bits of any other business that we just need to carry out because we could talk to you for, for mm. days, mm. I think. But just just some quick thoughts on a couple of these topics. Um, and there's a couple of here that are from questions that people have sent in as well. So England aspirations. Did you ever have those aspirations? And did you feel that um, uh, to a certain extent you could have done a job being involved in the international setup? No, not at all. I, I, I mean, the last few years I wouldn't have minded a another international job, are you with me? Mm. One of the, you know, other the, the nations or what have you. Mm. Um, I've thought, 
I've always, you know, I look at these teams, you know, I look at some of the managers involved in all of it. So, I, you know, that's never, you know, I'm disappointed that I've never had an opportunity like that. But England, not in a million years. I mean, the stick that you get. When people like Sir Bobby got stick and, and, and people like that, you know, who would want that? I mean, I, you know, our press are pretty ruthless with managers. And, um, you know, I've always tried to be good with a press. If a press man rings me and leaves a message, I always, nine times out of ten, I go back. Because you know, you, normally, they're okay. And when I first started, I used to have press man on the bus with me. And, but, you know, then you get the young, up-and-coming, red tabloid lads who just want, you know, headlines and nothing to do with the story. Mm. And, and it's a shame that, that, that some of it's like that. Well, speaking of the headlines... Um just to give a bit of context to the story, when you said, and it's one of your famous quotes, serves you right for Muscat, that, what had Muscat done? No, no, he was just the most horrible, nastiest player I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> Kevin. I mean, he, he was, you know... Would you have him in your team, though? No, I wouldn't. No. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, listen, I don't mind you being like a Chris Morgan. Yeah. I don't mind the tackles. Cool. But, but Kevin, Kevin... <laughs> Kevin was a bit naughty with his tackles. He, he, I think he was the first one that VAR would have sorted out. Are you with me? The ones where, you, you know, where you leave your studs above the ankle and things like that. I didn't, I didn't like that. But, and we had some right good, you know. Uh, but there, that one, that game, Jagielka went in goals there. That were at Millwall. Yeah. And we were losing 1-0 second half and we ended up winning 2-1. And I think I said something like, serves you right about Muscat yeah. getting sent off because... I think Jaggy were better than Paddy Kenny that day. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, two two other quick ones. Um, I'm a celebrity. Would you go to the jungle if I? No, I know. I have been asked in the past and what have you. And I would have. I think it wouldn't worry me about that. But the kids don't want me to do that, really. I don't know. So. Oh, I think they'd <laughs> love it. Harry, Harry was great. Yeah, I know. Harry but how do you follow that? that? He won <laughs> it. It's true. Actually, I think people true. would love you there. I do. I'll tell you what I do enjoy, Chris. My shows. Yeah. I do, I do, I've got, I, I did, I was, I've got about seven, eight shows to do in May and June. What do you mean, Neil Warnock the musical? Yeah, the, yeah, the musical. No, no, no you go yeah. and do the, 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 the talking. Yeah, like, I've got talking. one at uh, yeah. Portsmouth, one at Ipswich, Wimbledon, places like that. No, Card, but if you Cardiff. are into a musical theatre, this is the kind of thing we can facilitate as a podcast. If you were interested in Neil Warnock the musical, we could even get Luke from uh, Jersey Boys, we can even see if we can get him to potentially play. No, he, he, Luke sounds what? as if I've just got something pounds poison with me with his voice. Are you with me? There's only one uh, there's only one Frankie Valley, and uh, I don't think Luke could take me off although he, he looks a bit like Neil, that. Neil Warnock the musical would be phenomenal <laughs> though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think we should look into yeah. it. I've, I've, boys, got, so, I've got to ask you one question as well. Do you know, the, you know when you looked into the camera, was it Cardiff? Yeah, where did, good. Where, where, where did that come oh, from? Yeah. Because he shoved his camera yeah, right, just... right in front of my bloody face. And I thought, right, I'm going to sort this out. There, so I'm not having him. So, because I go and do that, and then they say to me, you were just like Liam Gallagher. I ain't, <laughs> got, I ain't got a clue what they were talking about. Me, I just did it as normal thing. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. But then, because that, that becomes a, a phenomenon, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. On that. So, How I think... How do you find all that? Like... Uh, I don't... I think, as you get older, I mean, when you first start, criticism and all that yeah. lot... But as you get older, I, th I think, you know, like Ipswich and places like that. I remember Ipswich, um, we were losing 1-0 and all the fans at Ipswich chanting, Warner, Warner, what's the score? Me putting me yeah, one yeah, finger up. That. No, you know, 1-0. Yeah. Yeah, but I had plenty of time, you know. Mm -hmm. And we equalised in last minute, one each. 
So I goes on, you know, and I go like that, you know, one each. And I've got, and then I go in Prescott and I've got a player, Collins, I think it were, chasing me saying, you can't be putting two fingers up to the crowd and what's he talking about? And then I've got the one tabloid, Daily Mirror, it must have been Mirror, they always get me. <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, the Daily, the guy, I said, well, who do you work for? And he said, the Daily Mirror. I said, oh yeah, he says, Neil, why did you put two fingers up? I said, that'll be your headline, won't it? You know, mm, yeah. two finger salute by Warnock. Yeah. You know, did you not see how I did it? And that day, um, by the Monday, in the post at the ground, I'd had 33 letters from Ipswich fans, all saying, Neil, don't ignore everything you said. We thought it were brilliant how you reacted. Yeah. And, we, you know, after what we did to you. And I thought, well done. And I wrote back to every one of them, Pete. Did you really? Every one of the 33, yeah. Oh, but Ipswich. So I'm doing a show at Ipswich. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm, Portsmouth's another one I've always loved to manage. Because mm. whenever I stood on the touchline at Portsmouth... And I'm shouting an instruction onto my player. They always drowned me. I could never, they could, I could, they could never hear me because yeah. the bloody fans yeah. behind me would get behind. It was just amazing. So I said to, to, to Steve, who, who was running the shows, can you just try and get me one or two in them areas mm. where, I've, where I've always wanted to go, you know? You speak so passionately about it. We know you've got huge passion for the game. Is there an element that you go back in? Oh, absolutely. I've not retired, Steve. Yeah. I'm, no, only, just, I'm just, only unemployed. I just want to know if there's an element <laughs> that you'll go, like, would you go back in? Obviously, because you, you speak so freely yeah. now about enjoying it and the shows and having a bit of downtime because it takes over your life. A lot of people, obviously, outside of football won't realise, especially for a manager. Yeah. I mean, it literally swamps your life. But it, it seems like you're enjoying this side of it now. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy it. I mean, the problem I've had this year is I'd, I normally work February onwards. I only work February, March, April. I mean, it's not bad, is it, three months? <laughs> um, but the problem is, all, all the clubs have got rid of the managers already, haven't they? So I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left now. And you'll, there'll be someone that needs saving. They're <laughs> 100% and you'll be, you'll be in there. Yeah. But I'd take I'd, it on, would you? You'd still oh, absolutely, on, yeah. 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 And it, it's, not about, it's not about the money now. It's about getting satisfaction. Are you with me? Mm. And I, I, I look at, there's so many things that I'm not bothered about doing. And it wouldn't worry me doing some things and people say, well, you don't want to do that, you don't want to do this. I do, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy different things and the media. Um, you're do... willing to manage south of Watford as well. You're, that's fine. Uh, I am a little bit now, yeah. I've, I've done, I, think, I think below Watford is okay now. It's reprehensible. Uh, <laughs> We've done QPR and Palace. You know, oh, I know, right. I know. London's all right now. To be, oh, they were brilliant. Them. I mean, Roy, you know, Roy, he, he's, he'd say it's his last year as well, but he's, he's got a good shift out of them lads. I mean, the atmosphere at Palace was special yeah. and, and QPR similar. You know, teams right on top of you. Mm. It's fabulous for a manager really great on a manager where you know you haven't got acres of room behind because they're you know at qpr you used to think they were sat on your shoulder they, they were that close to you and uh, and and like you say at uh, when i was at palace it was special so i'm not bothered there might not be anything there might not be anything and I, it won't bother me that because the shows uh, i'm sure you're going to come to one of them aren't you uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I We'd think. Love to. Well, what uh, would yeah. we expect, Neil? Hey, from, Peter, from you, hey, I've done this favour for you. I'm yeah. doing one at Wimbledon. Okay. So I'll down. give you your date there. Let me know. Yeah. I'll come down 100%. You can bring Abby because we've been looking at her shows as well. Okay. On telly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Join them. We're looking at the houses. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got yeah. to. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't worry, she's not coming around ours. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Well, I know you've been watching, she'll be pleased with that. Yeah. 
Right, well, honestly, Neil, we could sit here, I reckon, yeah. and, like, honestly, and talk to you all, you know, all day. Days. Uh, yeah. You know, spanning a career that starts, you know, we've gone across four decades, you know, is, is a credit to you. Absolute privilege to talk to you. Great stories, and uh, we wish you well for the future. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank for you. And you, Steve, and everybody, Cheers. Chris, and all the, all the crew. It's been, been great to go. I don't plan these stories. They just come... Oh, oh they're, they're the best ones. <laughs> Honestly, that's why you, I knew you'd be a fantastic guest. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, what do we make of that? <laughs> <laughs> character. Yeah, character. Yeah. Quite a lot to dissect there, it feels. Um, he sounds... Uh, he's very proud, isn't he? He's a very proud man of what he's achieved in football um, and the way he goes about it. It feels quite uncompromising, yeah. which is what you alluded to mm -hmm. at the start, Steve. Yeah. Um, I sort of I've got to be honest I come away from that chat going quite like Neil Warnock <laughs> am I wrong to think this no, yeah. so, listen listen I've, I've, I've been on a pitch when I've played against him right and it was never nice do you know what I mean the teams were, were difficult tough hard I mean some of the players you know look, we mentioned certainly that Sheffield United team was my first involvement with his teams like Chris Morgan I remember being possibly one of the hardest defenders I've ever played against um, right throughout the team he had he had hard men which mm. reflected who he is as a person but I feel like he gave a softer side of himself there as well and, and, and quite a fun side of him yeah I mean the biggest thing for me there was his motivator which was revenge. <laughs> which, we can all take that with us. Which tickled the new year. And we didn't know really how to do with that. I think there was a, a two-second silence and then it, <laughs> the penny dropped. <laughs> yeah, that was... The revenge shout was was amazing. I thought he was going to say, um, you know, oh, my wife. She's yeah. my motivation. Yeah. My family. And he went, revenge. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I didn't want to ask. I assume that is Sharon, right? Sharon's his wife. Yeah, right? He did mention her, yeah. yeah. This is At else's first he mentioned Sharon. I was like, who the fuck is Sharon? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, didn't want to come across rude. <laughs> I assumed that. See, I, I just assumed as well. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. But I'm yeah. sure it is, yeah. We'll, we'll do our research after the pod. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, also fascinating, this, this shout, I don't know, Neil Warnock the musical strikes me as something that we should be looking to get ahead on for maybe Christmas. Well, he's doing really mm. well with his speak. You know, he does He does a few, he's doing like a little bit of a tour, going around places and, and chatting. And listen, you could listen to the man for hours. I've got so many stories that people have told me, like playing with Sean Derry, Phil Jagielka, you know, players that you've played with over years, Michael Tong, yeah. um, uh, Michael Brown, players that played, you speak to them and they've everyone's got a, Everyone's uh, got a Neil Warnock uh, story. But why don't we throw it out there then? Why don't we look to, you know, the Edinburgh Fringe, for example, later this year? Just whilst we're, come on. Like, <laughs> why don't we just put it out there? Are you part of some sort of performance troupe? Whether that is little acting kind of thing. And I don't know what I'm, I'm sort of imagining 
even if it is just a room that can only have 20 people in, like a really small venue, and we just have a group of four or five actors who are willing to kind of create Neil Warnock the musical, we can get involved in that. Mm. And then I think we should be at the performance for... Because imagine we make it yeah. make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, that's something that um, we, we should look into. Yeah. Um, and let's look into it. You know what I mean? Let's you look know, into it. I can see a Crouchfest 4 segment um, on Imagine we've been off Crouchfest and just get into musicals. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. Like Bill Kenwright. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there'll be all sorts of... I mean, some of the people we could get to play... We could even get some of the footballers, if they want to get involved, playing themselves in the musical. Yeah. But the songs... We could make our own version of This Is Me mm. about... About Neil Warnock. It's got legs. Yeah. This is, yeah. It has got this... legs, this, I think. All right, little brainstorm. But if you are in the sort of theatrical side of our audience and uh, and kind of see the potential here, get in touch with us and we'd love to explore this. All right, uh, lovely. Should we get into a few messages? Let's I've got one here from Johnny, lads. Uh, he says, back in the early 2000s, I was at the Morecambe game with some of my mates on a uni social. At half time, an announcement was played asking for if anyone had referee qualifications. One of my mates, who was about seven pints deep, had refed in the past but didn't have the qualifications they were asking for. After a while uh, of the announcement going on, we convinced him just to go down there and do it. Once the players returned from half time, we spotted he was now acting as the fourth official. His first involvement in the game. Uh, came when Morecambe made a double substitution and all 20 lads on the social went mental singing our own chants and throwing inflatables at the dugouts. Wow, so one of their mates, seven pints deep, was involved. Became a fourth, fourth official. How good's that? Yeah. You'd get a little bit leery, wouldn't you? Because fourth officials are the ones that calm things down. Because uh -huh. when the referee makes a decision, it's the fourth that gets it in the ear. But after a few bevies, you'd be like, oi, Shut up. Settle down. Get, what get, are you giving it? <laughs> what are you looking at? I wonder if most most fourths have a have a little dab before oh they go God, out. The fourths get so you never know anything like it. I don't know. <laughs> I I remember um, a manager speaking to me. He was getting a lot of stick at the time. Certain manager, I want to say. And I remember his dad. His dad. He, I was speaking to him. He saying that you know, if was going for a tough time at the moment, he said his dad's stopped coming to the games. He said. And he explained to me, he said, how you stand in that little white box every week and get absolutely abused. Like, why? Why do you do it? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know at times. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm thinking that with the fourth official. It's like, you go to work and it's like, have a nice day, darling. And you stand there and you go, what are you going to do today? I'm just going to get absolutely mm. abused by both benches. I think it's the reputation now that comes with being a fourth official. It's like they need a rebrand or something. I, if anything, maybe... You know, because like VAR isn't called the fifth, sixth and seventh, is it? And this role of fourth official is just kind of, it's become so tainted, I mm. think. People expect to be able to just say whatever just to say the fourth what official. Yeah, no. It's almost like they need to skip over it. You know that hotel in North Korea where it's like they don't have a floor <laughs> on a certain level. I think it's, it goes from like... It's like 10, 11, 13, 14, 15. Everyone's like, what goes on on floor 12, whatever it is. I think they need to do that with fourth officials now. I think it needs to be one, two, three, have the fourth official, but call it a fifth or something like that. They need okay. a total rebrand. They need a rebrand. It needs to totally well, change it up. What about the touchline referee? It needs that because I think VAR, you're not numbering. They're, they're almost anonymous in this VAR thing, aren't they? Because there's just a, a gaggle of them. What is the collective for a load of VARs? 
Mm. VR asses. <laughs> Yeah. Varses. Varses. <laughs> I don't know. Needs a rebrand. Needs a rebrand. It's, it's not fair on him, I don't think. <laughs> or her. Well, yeah. unless you're seven pints deep and then it's a case of uh, you're taking anyone on. All good. All good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just one other thing I want to touch on. Obviously, my driving's been getting a bit of heat. Uh, you know, from you mainly. Um, I, obviously... I don't know why you think it. You think I'm very, very by the book in my in my driving. Almost rigid. When yeah. you're like, you're the kind of person that when you're driving, your back is straight against the seat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we've had this sent in, um, and someone said, are, "Are you actually a driving instructor?" Uh, about me, Peter J. Crouch, independent driving instructor. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. It's on Google. How many stars? Uh, five stars. Whoa. Whoa. I've had three Google reviews. Um, I am based out of Feltham. Uh, but yeah. This is a genuine driving Yeah, I don't, want to read his, I don't want to read his exact address out because... Whoa, he surely wants people. the business though, doesn't he? Do if he's a he driving instructor on Google. Well, if it's on... I suppose I can say it, can't I? Well, maybe say the area. Well, he's in Feltham. Feltham. There can't be that many P Crouches in Feltham. Yeah. You know, he's by the Asda in Felton. Right. Uh, <laughs> but that's great. So are you well, saying... it's not me. It's not yeah. me. But my, my middle name is James. Peter J. Crouch is my entire name. But do you think this fella, um, I'm assuming it's fella, who's doing the driving uh, instructing is called Peter J. Crouch? Or is it he's themed it around you? So it's like, yes. I don't know, a driving instructor for, for other tall people or... Or footballers, or other rigid drivers, <laughs> or careful, your careful drivers. I out wonder there. if the people that he instructs can only drive if their head touches the headrest. <laughs> exactly. <so. laughs> We're running out of these now, aren't we? We're Absolute really running out. Bollocks. I can't believe you're even saying it. Peter adjusts the mirrors before every drive. <laughs> On the left and right, he just has to sort of twiddle the. The best one you said last week, was it? Um, he puts put his, the ignition on. He puts, puts his belt on before the ignition. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, that's really stuck in my brain, that. I had to go in the car the other day and I thought, I'm putting this fucking ignition on now before the belt goes on. <laughs> Well, we need to do a bit of digging into yeah. what the situation is Good here. Luck because with it, mate. It's not me. Yeah, but it's your, it is your full name yeah, full as a business, name. which is incredible. Like, I almost want to go and have a lesson well, with Well, like, I just oh. think if you, if, you are, if you have had a lesson with Peter J. Crouch, <laughs> or Crouchy, as he likes to be called. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, why don't we get him here? Why don't he come pick us up from where we record the podcast and you go do a little lesson do with him. Lesson. We film it yeah. and we'll go see, see what his take is on your driving style. All right, listen, lads, we'll, let's get in touch with yeah. Peter Crouch. <laughs> and see if we can get a lesson. I think you should have yeah. a, not a lesson, maybe a test. Not a real yeah. test, but yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a mock a test, mock test to yeah, see if you would pass. As well. okay. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's <college out>, yeah. <laughs> All right, All right let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, all good. Okay, got a message from Sam here. Crouchy, you recently mentioned that you play paddle. I wanted to know which ex-player would you choose as your paddle partner and golf partner? like a bit of paddle, don't you? I do like paddle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Golf partner, right? So I think go with that, it'd be easier. Like I think you go Jimmy Bullard, oh. Simon Davis. Oh, Dico was good. Yeah. You wouldn't go Bale. Gareth Bale. Yeah. That's what, they're the three. I'm, I've got Harry Kane's good as well, isn't Harry he? Harry Kane. He's very good. 
I was only those. I was only made aware of the Gareth Bale golf course in his garden. Oh yeah, uh, the other day. Sawgrass hole, amazing, it? isn't it? Wales, three he's, of, got the, he's got the island yeah, green. Three of the because he's holes. got yes, three holes, yeah. isn't it? And I saw a picture of it, and uh, and he was saying that he can't really use it all that often because of the weather and yeah, it yeah. gets dark. Have either of you played on that course? No, no the garden actually, course. No. It's in the Welsh Valleys, isn't it? I think it's... Mate, it's can you imagine way. having three proper holes in your garden? Yeah. Like, he's, he's incredible. A, he's a proper golfer as well. But Simon Davis was up there, wasn't he, as well? Yeah, dig I didn't play, play with him, but Jimmy Bullard's up there as well. Jimbo's putting a lot of effort in. I, was with, I played with Jimmy the other week, and he's he's mustard. He's mustard. I think he's going to really try and give it a go. Um Jimmy Dix, potentially, as well. Hmm. Paddle. Yeah, Who paddle. would you go with a paddle Who would go one? with a paddle? Do you know what I played? I saw in Dubai, I saw in Dubai playing Didier Deschamps <laughs> oh he looks like he can oh, unbelievable what a player what a paddle player um, yeah did you see him play yeah I saw him playing in Dubai uh, he was on the court like <laughs> over there I was asked Didier Deschamps and they said he's here every day he was out in Dubai I don't know what he was doing out there but he, was, he comes every day and he, he could tell like and let's be honest this is a man who's won what the World Cup the, the Champions League as a player and a manager that, that's no has anyone ever but done can that? he do it at paddle and you're saying yeah, yes I'm saying yes I'm saying wow. the man I want on my side is Didier I, Deschamps I think I think from a marketing aspect um, and aesthetically it would be a yeah it'd be a broadcasters and marketing dream to have you and Didier I think so it's like a large combination it's like me and Defoe all over again <laughs> me and Deschamps oh my god it's so good what would you go for Steve paddle Kenny <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go for, for my paddle partner. Yeah. yeah, who's your paddle partner? Oh, um, I Joe plays a lot. John Terry plays a lot. Mm, yeah. Jody Morris, they play. they got a little school going. What um, is causing this surge in paddle, by the way? Bobby's well, yeah. good. I'd say he's good. I'd say he's very good. Bobby's a more very good. Yeah, Bobby can play. Yeah. He has yeah. lessons, Bobs. Mm. Have lessons. Paddle lessons. Joe Cole yeah. loves it. I got Cole whipped by it. Thomas Frank, didn't I? Oh, me yeah. Joe, said. Joe went down to the training and got whipped down there. Yeah, he's uh, good. I'd go, it'd be a toss-up between JT and Bobby Zamora, but I'll go Bobby because he, he has the lessons and he, he goes for it. Keen as mustard. Yeah. Who's your golf partner? I'm going to stick with you, mate. Yeah, well, oh, You've bombed me out. But I... Are you going to stick <laughs> with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with my mate, man. I forgot we were partners. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to bring up. <laughs> I forgot we were partners. It's worse than that. You gave, a top, you gave the a top three the purple, as well. <laughs> the purple Spitfire. We play year. together every year and we are rank outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> I've dropped him like a stone. I'll take it. I'm looking for a new partner no. next year. No, 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 no. I'd, no I'd I'm, just about, I'm just thinking about like top golfers. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're not we're still not top golfers. We, um, we played last week for the first we time in a while. We took a big scalp. Big scalp. Who? Big scalp. Big scalp. Can you say? Well, no, they didn't. Just lads at the at the local okay. club. Yeah, but big scalp, good players. Really? Yeah. We, 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 if we turn it on. We can. Turn did it they on. make? Did they? So big win for you, big scalp. Was it equally sort of demoralising for them? As in, did they come away going, oh, "Weather's not great. Like, oh, I wasn't on it today." Do, were were oh, we they making the excuses? Traps. We was four. We was was we yeah, four up or five flying, up? Flying out the traps. Yeah, really. That's we, just what we, to, yeah. we just had to hold on. Really, yeah. for dear life. The big man just kept his arm's length. 
Yeah. Do you think you're the talk of the clubhouse now? Is people have underestimated no. don't underestimate the Crouchwell, <laughs> as I think it was just called. It is Crouchwell. Crouchwell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The odds, the odds were a scandal last year, weren't they? They give us everyone was like threes and fours to one, and we give us like fifty to one. Wow. So we all had a bet on it, and in actual fact, it was right. <laughs> <laughs> we got nowhere near it. My golf's going okay. Uh, it hasn't really improved at all. But I'm having lessons every week. So uh, Are you still having lessons with it. Now my plan is do the lessons all throughout the winter and then emerge in the spring like a butterfly. Well, here we go because 2024, there is golf competitions, there is pro ams to be had. So that we can get in there. Yeah, I can't get anywhere near them. Well you can. Well yeah, no, you obviously you, you can. Well, you can play. We'll get you in. And if not, you can just do the barbecue after. I'll do the barbecue. <laughs> I, if anything, I, I, I would sort of prefer that. Oh, no, that's fine. You, you, you I can't think of anything more intimidating than playing golf with you boys. With you. No, no. I can't think of anything. I genuinely can't. Really? I would do pr- probably anything in front of you boys, except for that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Absolutely anything. Anything, probably. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of one thing. I don't thing. think you need to worry about, about no. that. It's like, a relaxing sport. Honestly, I think it's very, very nerve-wracking playing in front of, like, you know, a crowd and on TV or whatever. But playing with us, you'd be totally fine. Can you imagine the first time I have to hit a drive in front of you boys? Can you imagine, can you imagine the Mate, pressure? I still struggle with it myself, playing with new people. Massively yeah. struggle with it. I think for banter, you should bring out the Putasaurus <laughs> on just for the first hole. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I'd like to yeah. see that. All right, then, lads. Do you know what? I, I just want to wrap this up with a chocolate eleven. <laughs> okay. Where is he coming? All right, with the <laughs> whose Go idea was the chocolate? Uh, Josh. 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 Okay. Josh yeah. has come. He's wrote in. Uh, Kit. Kit Kat's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> terrible start. John Terry's chocolate orange. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever been offered? There must have been a tie-in that he's been offered at some point. He must have. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought yeah. so. This, I've just looked down this list. Since that could be a nickname for you, that couldn't it? What's that? John Terry's chocolate orange. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. You sound like a bit of partridge, bro. Gary Revel. Nice. <laughs> Rolo Torre. Rolo. Rolo's that good are they? Double Deckham Bauer. <laughs> this is a bell jump. Kingdom Bemo. Jeremy uh, Aliadi Claire. Oh, okay. Yeah, Aliadi Claire. Alexis Cara McAllister. <laughs> Fantastic. Aguero Roche. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> Aguero Roche. <laughs> Robin Van Hershey. Wow. Uh, Edin Deco. Deco. Oh, Deco. Double Deco, would it be then? Must be. Well, the subs are Vincent Chompany, obviously. <laughs> uh, Fredo. Fredo. <laughs> Fredo. <laughs> that, that's the best Fredo. one. Fredo. It's just one. Fredo. Wow. <laughs> uh, Mark over Mars. Uh, John Arna Reeses. Alex Arobi. Ro- so. That's good. 
Oh, some great ones. Good, eh? Aguero, Actually, much better than I thought. Aguero Rocho. Yeah. Well very, very good. All right, guys. Listen, we'll leave you with that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the uh, Neil Warnock pod because we, we loved it. Chumbawamba, everyone. Chumbawamba. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is... AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.